welcome aboard the Battleship Pretension. I am Tyler Smith. I'm David Bax. And thank you for listening. David. Yes. How you doing? I feel, uh, I feel honored, blessed to be in the presence of our guest who traveled <laughs> literally across the country. That's true. Um, like, Just to be a part of this, I would assume. That's what I always assume. Yeah, yeah. Whenever anyone's here, I assume they've come here from wherever they came from just to be on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Usually that's true because where they came from is like yeah, Culver just, City or yeah, Silver right. Lake or and whatever. There's never any reason. Really, aside from buying a, a car from Gallup and Ford, I think the, I think second to that as far as reasons to be in North Hills is to be a guest on Battleship <laughs> Pretension. Yeah. There's some good... Uh, there's some good barbecue around here. I'll say that. That's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what is it, Dr. Hogley Wogley. Wogley's Tyler, Texas Barbecue? Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Jen it's and I went there the other day. And uh, and so I, I don't know. Maybe you and your maybe you and your wife are like this. Like Jen and I, ever since getting first getting married, living in Chicago and even dating, like looking for our place like the like, oh, this is where we can go on a somewhat regular basis. And we can in, and we both like the food and it's fairly and it's fairly affordable and we enjoy it. And so Jen had never been to. Dr. Hogan, old, uh, old HW there. Um, <laughs> and, uh, HW. Yeah. Uh, I, I said it with confidence and I shouldn't, I shouldn't have. Um, and, uh, and she I thought the food was delicious. She really liked the atmosphere. You and I've been there before with mm-hmm. a friend of the show, West Anthony and, and friend of the show like, and member of the BP family. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Um, and she, and resident musicologist as I've started calling him. I like it. And so, um, and she's like, I think this, this could be our place. And I was like, fine with me yeah because i'm on uh, something of a rib kick right now i really and so well uh, there's another place by you that you like that is i, I don't i can't wrap my head around why you like it oh country folks yeah. oh i like it because it's within walking distance and cheap yeah uh and yeah it, okay and it has a lot of the stuff that i like um see i think it, here's that's the difference between you and and your wife and me and mine i think we'll find a place that's like our place for the next like we'll be on like for a month or two but then mm-hmm. we tend to I guess, get bored and find a new place. Well, when you have my palate, <laughs> any place that has something as bland as what you like is your place for life. So, well, um, let's, uh, let's find out where our guests places are. Oh, nice. Um, I know one of them is Tallahassee, Florida. Mm-hmm. Is that right? That is right. Uh, and Who one the of them, that? one of them currently is North Hills, California. That's true. That's true. Uh, please welcome uh, Battleship Retention contributor. That's right. Uh, comic book author. Auteur. Auteur. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. And uh, all around swell guy, yeah. oh, Craig you. Schrader. Hey, how you doing? Um, I'm vegetarian, so when I got here, I was totally bummed to hear that the Hoggly Woggly was the best place <laughs> to eat. But, uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think what's around here that's vegetarian. But uh, I don't know anything about Thai food. Is Thai can Thai be vegetarian? There's a Thai food. There's a Thai place there. right by Dr. Hogley Wogley Tyler Texas Barbecue, right. and it and I found myself thinking like, oh, if I like Thai food, I would go there because it looks pretty nice. Have you been to Donut Friend? I've heard only great things. It's a no, horrible I name. I don't. I, I think that's a crazy name. But we went to Donut Friend yesterday, but, and like is, all the donuts are named after like. 80s SoCal hardcore punk bands or something like that? <laughs> I don't remember. I, d- I just know they're all vegan right. donuts. Mm. And uh, they're really good. I've heard wonderful things. Yeah, it's really, really good. Other than, I don't want to, I, I hope none of the donut friend people listen. But, <laughs> but it's, a, it's a silly name, but great donuts, yeah. 
I'm sure they'd appreciate that, yeah, that comment. Yeah. They're like, yeah, it is a silly name. We know what we we know what we've done. It's memorable. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Donut He's, friend. These are your donut I remember friends. it. Um, now you had something, Tyler, that you wanted to get off your chest, David. I've got a beef. Um, but should we fi- first find out um, how? Craig is enjoying his time in Los Angeles or, or was donut friend the highlight uh, that we did that yesterday for breakfast, lunch and dinner. <laughs> and so, so that's all we've been doing was donut friend. I guarantee you there are other vegan places in Los Angeles. <laughs> oh we, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was in fact a fib. We've, okay. we've checked out a few other oh, okay. cool vegan places. What other vegan places have you been to? Uh, I guess this is a chain, but we went twice cause we liked a lot of, uh, uh veggie grill does that, that place is amazing yeah delicious yeah. and like to the point where it's so good veggie grill and also so not what people like people who are would be afraid to eat vegetarian food they have no idea how delicious savory and generally unhealthy the food at veggie grill is yeah. and like it could take over like veggie grill could be a national chain i think if and people would just i also try think they're trying to trick meat eaters because they're not quite upfront the fact that it's all i had to other than the name other than the name but i had i this is kind of embarrassing because it was at a place called veggie girl but i had to ask uh i bit into it and it it looked like chicken uh-huh. so i had to ask i was i said this is vegetarian right and the guy kind of just condescendingly went like yes and pointed at a sign that said everything is made with <laughs> okay and then i saw it's, it's hidden then he on pointed the at a sign that said veggie grill <laughs> veggie, but it looked what you get did you get like that chicken. buffalo chicken sandwich that's, uh, my, that's my go-to jess my wife got that today i got the santa fe chicken sandwich okay. which was really good yeah, too that place got, is amazing i got that both times because it was really good uh honestly tyler i think you would like some of those things that i could tell <laughs> I'm sure you could tell, but it doesn't mean you wouldn't like it. You know what? Mm-hmm. I, I spent, um, my wife's been a vegetarian for a decade and a vegan for two years. And I've been a vegetarian for almost a year. And I spent a long time thinking that it would be awful. And it's it's not so bad, mm-hmm. most of the vegetarian stuff. And you're you're what? A chicken? You like? I enjoy chicken. Chicken, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah I'm at so the good. moment, though, as I mentioned, I am on a rib kick. That will last yeah. for probably two more months. And then I will never want to eat a rib again <laughs> for about two years. Uh, yeah, I'm not a vegetarian, but my wife is. So I, you know, pretty yeah. much makes me a vegetarian. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's some full fiction. Yeah. Um, what else have you done? You went to a Dodgers game. Oh, you got that hat. I did get the hat. I had to root for the home team. Um, I, this is embarrassing. This is another embarrassing story. I've, I guess I've screwed up all my, my Los Angeles visits. Cause, uh, we went to the Dodger game. Uh, it was a kind of a slow game. It was two to one in the eighth inning and uh-huh. pretty crowded and um it was kind of chilly too and we didn't we didn't prepare for that so uh i 8th inning kind of boring the 8th inning ended and i said okay i told my wife i was like okay if nothing happens here we'll jump out it should be a half inning longer we'll jump and beat the crowd so nothing happened we jumped out thinking it was a half inning Marlins scored three runs to take the lead <laughs> dodgers hit a walk off uh three run home run and i'm in the car driving home <laughs> so that was but was you know fun. what you had fun. i mean that that's a bummer but you had a classic los angeles experience yeah, yeah. because that's the dig against dodgers fans is that they always leave they the always game leave. early and i i usually pride myself on not doing that yeah. and I, i'm a big tampa bay rays fan and if, if it was a tampa game i would right. i wouldn't have done it but yeah my my joke is always that dodger stadium is the one place where you stay to the end of the game to avoid the rush yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah. that is what we were thinking was like because i wanted to see the park because i'm a i'm a bit of a baseball nerd so i was i wanted to walk around and see the park so we were thinking either stay and walk around afterwards and see it 
or walk around before, and we ended up walking around a little bit before. But So what's going on with the Devil Rays this season, which I still call them? Yeah, I would say they dropped the Devil in 2008, <laughs> and that's when they went to the World Series. <laughs> uh, they, Why did they, was it pressure from, like, Christians to, <laughs> to, to get rid of the Devil? We don't even like the word Devil at this point. <laughs> it was like a total rebranding. So th- the Rays are... Um, uh, the Rays are a great team. They're a lot of fun to watch. Whoever manages them and whatever executive decisions are made are are awful. They're in a horrible <laughs> part of St. Pete that no one wants to go to. They're not even in Tampa. They're in St. Pete. Right. They're in a bad part of St. Pete. Um, they just they they don't have any money. They're not making any money. Um, so they're doing. You know, they've got a great farm system. So they continue to have decent years because they've got a really good farm system. But then they. Um, they bring up really great players, and then the Yankees and the Red Sox buy them. <laughs> so, well, you know, um, <laughs> real Moneyball shit, right there. It is real All Moneyball right. shit. That's right. You know, I know we're talking baseball, but you know, the Lightning are going on to the Eastern Conference Final now. Yep. You excited about that? <laughs> I want to <laughs> be excited because I know you're a hockey guy, but um, no, I, I, I'm excited uh, tangentially in that I have a few friends who are Lightning fans, so I see their well, updates think- on Facebook and Twitter, so I can get a little bit excited that yeah. Um, that a kind of home team is doing well, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not of, too terrible. Of the but. teams left there, I'm rooting for the lightning at this point. Sure. Sure. I am too, uh, just cause they're the closest to me yeah. in distance, but we're, you know, we're holding this episode for a week and a half. So things could be complete. Oh my, yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah. Turned on the rear by then. Um, uh, all right. Uh, I, I just want to ask you what are the Los Angeles things you did, but I guess we, oh, should, oh. should we move on or should we talk about Los Angeles? I, I like, you went to Amoeba. You like sure. Amoeba twice yeah <laughs> we've done everything twice yeah you do did everything twice except disneyland which you haven't done once yeah and i know you've got disney we've world got down disney there world, but you don't have the indiana jones ride we don't have the indiana jones ride and that's a good ride we don't and it was a debate whether to go to disneyland and um i was gonna say i lost but i think we came to a mutual decision that we weren't gonna go to disneyland just because we didn't have a whole lot of time here so well once you guys inevitably move here i'm sure you'll have plenty of time so <laughs> is that sooner, sooner or later, everybody winds up here, right? They come to visit and then that's what happened to me and Jen. We came to visit and it's like, this is a magical place. That's not actually true, but um, <laughs> it's not a magical place. But I, um, I moved here without ever having set foot in California. Oh, wow. wow. Um, so, yeah, I hit the ground running, yeah. learned on my feet. Yeah. See, I already I had an expectation, which is why I needed to test the water first. Uh, I hated it here for a year and a half. Really? Huh? Yeah. I don't think I've I talked knew. about that before. I don't think I remember that it was quite that passionate. Um, your dislike for the place. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, I mean, it was less a dislike for the place and more of a missing Chicago Damn right. thing. But, um, uh, yeah, Los Angeles is not uh, like, uh, I feel like Chicago, you can like, get off the board in new york is like this too you, you can get off the plane or whatever and just feel like all right i'm here i'm in the yeah. city los angeles is so weird that yeah. it took me a year and a half to figure out yeah. what the city is you're, supposed to feel like you step off the plane in los angeles you're you're lucky if you feel like i'm in a city <laughs> right yeah if anything everything's just flat and spread yeah, it out doesn't look like other cities yeah. it's a it's a it's yeah it's a weird place uh but i came and you know what you know what got me to like los angeles what's that I've talked about this on the podcast the before. The Hoggly uh, That's a big part of it. No, hey, uh, that's Dr. Hoggly Woggly. <laughs> yeah, he, he didn't go to barbecue <laughs> medical school yeah. for years yeah. to be called Mr. Bill, Bill Hoggly Woggly did not spend seven years. <laughs> um, 
No, what uh, in the city where like you know the reputation is that everyone's always driving. Mm-hmm. What actually got me to start liking the city was I got a bike and started taking like the train mm-hmm. and bus and stuff places and oh, really started feeling more a part of the city. I'd be so yeah. scared. <laughs> <laughs> and I wonder if you know because you and I, when we moved to Chicago, neither of us had a car. We had to take public transit. We had to walk, and I think it's a much. It's much more, I'd say it's more of a walking city than Los Angeles, but nonetheless, like we're just thrown into that immediately. So I wonder if like, I felt connected to Chicago the moment I got there and I wonder if that's a big part of it. Maybe if I was in my car, uh, the whole time, uh, maybe I wouldn't feel that quite so much. I don't know. Just a thought. Yeah. I think Chicago and New York are welcome to absorb new people. Whereas Los Angeles, despite the fact that like the population of my hometown of St. Louis moves here every 10 years yeah. um, is actually in some ways deflecting newcomers. Yeah. It's, it's intentionally like trying to make it, I feel like this, this city has, has a mind of its own and is trying to make it difficult for people to settle here. Well, that's the thing is like, I feel like people are very much are like, they're very distanced from each other. And sometimes I wonder if maybe we just crash into each other just so we can feel something. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. That's enough uh, Los Angeles talk. I mean, it's not. I could talk about it all Absolutely. day because it's my favorite city in the world now. Well, maybe New Orleans. But um, Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, let's talk about what you wanted to talk about. You said you got beef. We teased the listeners with your beef. Yeah. Now let's squash it. Sounds inappropriate. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I'm sorry. So okay. Uh, so I have a I have a, an issue, and the issue may wind up being mine. By the way, uh, you just said it was yours. So, well, I mean, I mean, like it may be on I have an you. issue. It might be on me. OK. Um, so we've talked at length in the past about like how like spoilers uh, for TV or movies or whatever. Mm-hmm. And how long is appropriate to wait before speaking in like a public setting freely about like the events of Avengers Age of Ultron or Breaking Bad or something like that. And, you know, and I know that uh, people say that. You know, and and there does seem to be a debate. I think maybe because we, the three of us, write for online outlets and stuff like that, we feel like we need to be able to speak in the clearest sense. You know, and over at my other podcast, More Than One Lesson, we're talking about themes, and so we need to be able to talk about character arcs and plot developments in order to further discuss the theme. Uh, and so it's uh, it. So we need that freedom, but then other people are like, no, 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 don't spoil it for me. I mean, the term spoilers is fairly new. Um, but I know people said, like, oh, well, you should wait. Like, with a TV show, maybe you should wait a day. Or with uh, with a movie, like, if it just came out, maybe wait the weekend or something like that. Um, so the thing is this. I was spoiled. Okay, so right now we're recording and uh, Survivor is on. Okay. Okay. Uh, I know what happens in the Survivor, the episode of Survivor that is only airing in California right now because people spoiled it three hours ago. And so literally, like, we're talking, like, in, in other situations, we're talking about, okay, wait a day, wait, a, wait a, a weekend or something like that. Literally, people waited negative three hours to spoil it for me. Like I'm, on I can't t- believe that you're taking this, this tax it's, because I kind of feel like it is on you. Because you know what I do every Sunday night? It's yeah. six o'clock when Game of Thrones. You just don't go on Twitter Mad or anything like that. Start, yeah. yeah, I stay off uh, Twitter and even Instagram. I stay off. And I guess maybe that that is something that like it's one thing if somebody. How about this? I don't read any articles. I don't do anything like that. 
is it up to like someone literally just a guy that, by the way, I happen to know because he does stuff for uh, uh, Rob Sesternino's website and I've talked to him about movies and that sort of thing. Uh, and so he's a really great guy. And I know that he doesn't do this in any way maliciously. Uh, and then but he basically just said, like, here's who got voted off. And it's like there's no real unless, like you're not providing any real analysis there. Uh, you're not breaking down strategy. And if this was a if this were a blog post like the AV Club talks about Survivor uh, and they post that up that article a solid two hours before I'm able to see it. But I don't seek that out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Whereas on Twitter or, or Facebook or any of these other things where I I feel like I should be somewhat free to check it and not have somebody... If someone says, like, pretty big twist in tonight's Survivor, fine. Or like, oh, I can't... It's like, I'm so excited about uh, tonight's Survivor or something like that. I don't know. It just... Like, I feel like it's probably on me, but, like, how much should I accommodate that? Well, let's, I have more, I mean, like I, people know now how I think that it's on you and I have more <laughs> thoughts, but let's, uh, let's find out what Craig thinks. Craig, your thoughts. Oh, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm part of the problem cause I'm a East coaster. Yeah. Um, so I, I get the three hours early, but I, I guess I avoid altogether posting anything. Um, yeah, it's it's less of a problem on the East Coast, I guess, because we're getting it first. But I don't know. Is it a problem that's I, I've noticed that it's gotten to the point too where it's not just people doing it. But I feel like uh, the shows themselves like are, do, uh, do either you watch Walking Dead? Uh, uh, no, but I remember for a while. that, for a while. that there was some hubbub. The, the there. thing they did at the end of the last season finale is right after the East Coast feed aired. They posted a a picture to their like all of their social media sites that clearly showed a a very dead character yeah. before it aired <laughs> anywhere else. So, um, that, yeah, that's pretty bonehead. It, yeah, yeah and, but but, it, but I do feel like it's it's um, I don't know. I I, I well, while you were talking, I was I was thinking that maybe it's a one a rush to be the first person to have an opinion on something yeah. but but like you said it, there's not, usually not a lot of analysis going on with yeah. spoilers so. i don't think it even is i mean i think people have that but i think what we're talking about here is just that twitter and other type of types of platforms are so much a part of our conversation now that it feels uh it would feel weird to not to not do it to, right. to not do it i think to a lot of people oh, which sure. is why i i've learned my lesson i've had stuff like that happen to me when i've Especially with shows like I, mean, I use Game of Thrones as an example. That's actually a bad example because you can get the East Coast feed right. of HBO here. But like network shows, because I had a, um, I had uh, a couple years ago um, uh, an Amazing Race elimination because yeah. I was following one of the contestants and she yeah. tweeted as soon as it aired in the East Coast, like uh, it, you know, it was about the fact that she had gotten eliminated that night. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and I, I wasn't mad at her. I was like, Oh, I should have known. I forgot. I mean, it's tough because I mean, what I'm ultimately asking is that people not put their opinion out. Like if, the, if someone's on the East coast as this, this guy that I was talking about, he is. Sure. And so like, and he, and he writes and talks about survivor, uh, on websites. So like in a way, like I don't blame him, uh, for that, but it just, it's, I feel like there's gotta be some, I don't know, maybe tw- like, this is a pretty common complaint. I want, I wouldn't wonder if like Twitter could have a thing where like, Hey, would you like to hide everything with this, this hashtag yeah, can't you? for a while? I feel like you can. I don't know if the, can mean, you do hashtags? I don't know. You can do it with Kardashian. 
news. Did you see that thing that came out? <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure they, that's only for that, so, I'm sure. So if, if the spoilers that you don't want are Keeping Up with the Kardashians, there's an app for that one. Oh. Uh, yeah. Is that a show that has spoilers? Um, I, I've never seen it. David, have you seen it? I don't know. I, don't know. I watched in a... Uh, I have this thing where... For some reason, I become a different kind of TV viewer when I'm in a hotel room and I watch like garbage that I would never watch otherwise. And so, anytime I've ever watched any Kardashians was the it wasn't a regular episode. It was like, do you remember when she got married for a weekend? <laughs> do you remember that? Yeah, to the uh, uh, it was a basketball player. I think it was a basketball. I don't remember basketball yeah. at all. But like, E like spent so much money. So I, I watched some of the like lead up to the wedding special. Um, and the scene I remember was that he, her fiance, they were like at a lake or at the mm-hmm. ocean or something. And he like, as a joke, picked her up and threw her into the ocean and she lost one of her like $1,500 earrings. <laughs> <laughs> you know um, what? Here's the thing. I laugh at yeah. that. Maybe they, maybe they were an heirloom. Who's to say? Uh, I you think, know, I think he sad. bought them for us. So you saw uh, a good one, a good episode. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't even watch the whole thing, but yeah, I watched, there's stuff that I watch. Uh, in in hotel rooms that I don't watch. Otherwise, the only time I ever saw any Jersey Shore again couldn't sit through all oh, episode. Yeah. But that was a hotel room. It's also where I discovered my favorite show on television, which is a Food Network show called Mystery Diners. Okay. All right, everyone, relax for a second because I'm going to talk about <laughs> Mystery right. Diners. The premise of the show is again, this is the best show on television. There's nothing. There is no show that I DVR that when I see I have a new episode on my DVR, I get as excited to watch as Mystery Diners. So here's the premise of the show is that uh, restaurant owners look. We got a successful restaurant, but something's going on where we got missing funds or missing inventory or something. I'm going to call this company that is going to uh, wire my. Are they, the go- are they the Ghostbusters? Uh, no, they're, they're called Mystery Diners. They're going to wire my restaurant with cameras, and they're going to send in fake like customers with eyeglass cameras and fake like new wait- waiters and waitresses with eyeglass cameras, and we're going to fi- catch these people in the act. Okay, now it's a reality TV, so from the beginning it was always a little fakey. Sure. Like my my guess is that in the early seasons they would actually find these things and then sort of do some recreations or exaggerated things. So it looked a bit, a little bit better for film or sort of looked like it all happened in one mm-hmm. night, you know, um, as it got on, it just, as it went on, it just got crazier and crazier. Like they're clearly just making shit up. And the turning point for me, the part, the point when I went from a little curio to this show is nuts was an episode where it turned out quote unquote, the night manager of this restaurant was in league in cahoots with a Jamie Foxx impersonator. And he was having the Jamie Foxx impersonator come in. He'd like clear a table, say, ladies and gentlemen, Jamie Foxx is here. And he would, the Jamie Foxx impersonator would sell signed like autographed pictures of himself. And then he and the night manager would split the the profits. Uh, That's clearly fake. The other one, that was great. Also, there's nothing inherently illegal about that, right? Uh, I think if you're lying to people saying this is Jimmy Fox. Yeah, fraud. I guess yeah, fraud's fraud. the word. That Nathan uh, for you episode. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, that's right. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, and then there was another one that was fantastic where the premise is, okay, there's this uh, hoagie place in Philadelphia near all the bars, and they're having some problems after after closing time, uh, after bar time, after last call. Uh people come in they're drunk they're rowdy they're starting fights so they decide yeah we're just a little sandwich shop we're gonna hire a security guy mm-hmm. just stand there you know intimidate people keep people from getting out of hand this guy who was worked in like 
clubs all his life, takes it upon himself to turn this place into a club late at night, brings his own velvet ropes, and sets them up outside this, like, sandwich counter place <laughs> and it's like standing there letting in certain people like uh, uh there's too many guys in there right now like turning <laughs> like a club that okay. doesn't seem real to no, me no it's not it's so beyond even trying to be real anymore but now in this current season oh okay. clearly they're a, they're a hit for food network because food network has given them a bunch of money yeah. and now they're just doing crazy shit and the one <laughs> that i watched a couple weeks ago was uh, a winery Right. And the, pre- and, the, and the premise is, uh, you know, we uh, we reuse our barrels. These barrels are worth hundreds of dollars, which is true. And places really reuse them. And he's like, we have some barrels going missing. We're finding out they're turning up for sale at antique sh- shops or whatever. So it turns out there's this like conspiracy among the employees where they're hiding barrels and then like sneaking them off the off the thing. But now. He's got a private investigator on the case, yeah, because he's got more money now, and they have drone cameras flying over, <laughs> flying over. <laughs> so he's got drones flying over the vineyard, right? And this episode culminates in the private investigator Patrick is his name, chasing on. He's on foot. Oh, I, I forgot. I forgot to mention the very important thing that the guy who owns the antique place where this keeps uh, these these barrels are turning up is named Julio. So you've got Patrick chasing. You've got a guy, one of the employees with a stolen barrel on a golf cart, driving through the vineyards. Patrick's chasing him on foot, screaming, who's Julio? Who's Julio? Cut to commercial. This is, <laughs> this show has gotten so crazy now. This is why it's my favorite thing to, uh, the, the thing I look forward to most uh, on television. While you're describing that, you said it's a big hit for Food Network. Yeah. I totally forgot that it was about food <laughs> yeah. what you're describing <laughs> yeah man oh man that um, is really yeah i don't remember how we got to mr jack because i was in the midst of making another point oh the idea that uh, you watch a lot of shit when you're in hotels and stuff oh yeah pitbulls and pierogies uh yeah. parolees damn it <laughs> pitbulls and parolees is the name of the show pitbulls and pierogies would just be like so much better <laughs> be a huge show like, just pitbulls like eating pierogies i would love that um uh, that's another hit for the food network uh, no pitbulls and parolees is a a delightful show that I wouldn't have discovered if it hadn't been for uh, hotel rooms. And the only time I've, you know, no offense to any of friends of the show who have been on this show, but the only time I've tried to sit through an episode of At Midnight was at a hotel room in Las Vegas, and I was like, nope, no points for me. I can't watch this show. If if Jen and I, uh, basically, anytime we're staying at a hotel, and if we're going to be watching TV... I would venture to say there's a 95% chance that we're watching couples uh, hunting for houses. Oh, that's a great one. that's all we ever do if we're in a hotel. Cause, and, it, and it started with like Jen being really interested in it. And then uh, I'm on board, too. It's like if we're at a hotel, it's like, yeah, let's just try uh, let's turn on all HGTV and see what's, uh, <laughs> see what's going on there. We were in a hotel the other night, and I watched more episodes of Modern Family in one uh-huh. sitting than I've ever seen in my life. Cause See, I've watched every, show, every episode of that show since it started. But yeah, uh, I watched the first season and then kind of fell off, and um, my wife still watches it, and we were just so tired when we came in, and we just didn't do anything and ordered room service and watched, like, hours of Modern Family. So that was our hotel TV experience. I watched... Um uh, in a hotel room in Mexico, I watched uh, episodes of The Big Bang Theory with that were in English but had uh, Spanish subtitles. Mm. <laughs> Is that show good? Uh, no. Okay, I didn't think so. Just I mean, I sure. think like it's not as dreadful as its reputation because it's no. from the guy who did Two and a Half Men, Chuck yeah. Lorre, which is just a 
Uh, it's just a travesty. It's an yeah. abomination, that show. But he also um, did Mom, too, right? Which I haven't watched. It's not... I mean, I, I didn't love it, but it's not, it's not as bad as those other two. Well, I feel I, like those two leads could probably elevate any material. Right. Because that's with Anna Faris yeah, and yeah, that Allison is, Janney. Yeah. Allison Janney yeah. yeah, and Allison Janney's great. I've only seen... The, well, I'm, I might be speaking totally out of school because I only watched the first two or three episodes, but Allison Janney was great, and, and then I just gave up on it, but... By what? the way, uh, for, speaking of CBS, obviously, if ever they were to make a movie out of Haley and Blair from uh, Amazing Race, Anna Ferris would play Haley, right? Like, it's <laughs> yeah, that's that's, uh, that's a little inside. I don't yeah. think most people know uh, who Haley and Blair are, but um, Haley's it, the Anna Ferris one, right? <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Oh, we're getting around. <laughs> uh, but I'm. They've gone from my least favorite team to my favorite team. You know what? Yeah. Um, Which one are they? They're the ones where she, like, if he doesn't listen to her and she turns out to be right, uh, she will not stop berating him about it yeah. for the in- the rest of the episode. Couples or strangers? They're strangers. They're strangers. Were they the ones that were, like, kind of contentious in the first episode? Uh, yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. a doctor, she's a nurse, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I only watched the first episode of this season. All right. Well, um, they're, they're still contentious, but they've sort of... Okay. Yeah. I wanted to keep watching it. I don't know what happened. Keep, um, it's all on CBS.com, my friend. I know. I, we, we watched the first episode. First time we've ever watched The Amazing Race. We watched the first episode of the season and really dug it, and then... I don't know what happened. We you got too much. Forgotten. You got behind on Modern Family. You had to catch uh, up. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. All right. We better check into a uh, hotel and catch up on Modern Family. Let's pay some bills. Absolutely. This episode is sponsored by Mubi, a curated online cinema that brings its members a hand-picked selection of the best independent, international, and classic films. Every day, Mubi's curators introduce a new title, and you have 30 days to watch it. That means there's always 30 wonderful films to enjoy, all for only $4.99 a month. Plus, when you use their mobile apps, you can download films to watch offline. There is also a special offer for, for listeners of Battleship Pretension. You can try Mubi free for a month. Just go to Mubi.com, that's M-U-B-I dot com slash Battleship to redeem now. I also want to tell you about TweakedAudio.com, which is where you go for professional quality earbuds in a variety of styles and colors. Um, they sound great. We use them, mm-hmm. right? And uh, if you go to TweakedAudio.com slash Pretension, you get one third off and no shipping charges. Absolutely. So go to tweakedaudio.com slash pretension. All right, let's get into it, shall we? Indeed. Now, uh, we're very, I know we're holding the episode for a little bit, but we'll still be in the lull between phases two and three, right, of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, whatever, what have you. By lull, do you mean that space between Avengers Age of Ultron and Ant-Man? I guess Ant is Ant Man the first Phase Three film. I guess it would be because if so. if Avengers movies are what uh, punctuate the the universe, then I guess yeah, Ant Man is part one of Phase Three, and okay. he's already been listed as a character in future That's Avengers right. movies. So. Yeah, yeah. So I guess yeah, that is the beginning. Yeah. So here we are. <laughs> I love your fatigue. Just <laughs> it does. It really is just like, and it's weird because I'm because I've seen all of the yep. MCU movies and I'm excited for future ones. That's weird. However, I feel like that. But you haven't watched all of Agents of Shield, Peggy Carter, or Daredevil. I watched all of Daredevil. Okay, I watched the first episode of Agents of Shield, and then Agent Carter has. 
Was that a mini series or was well, that? It, it got renewed. It got so, renewed. Okay. Right. Uh, I mean, it was it was a limited series because yeah. there were only like eight episodes or whatever. But it is yeah. getting a second season. I think I'd be interested in going back and watching those. Um, except, I think maybe the reason that I'm able to keep up with the uh, the MCU is because there's a there's you know that requires two hours of my time, maybe four every year, and that's it. Whereas like a, a whole TV show, and then Daredevil was twelve episodes that I could binge watch while I'm working. And, uh, so yeah, it's, so those I'm, I'm a little bit behind, but you, Craig, you are a fan of the MCU. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm a fan. Well, of- you wanted to talk about it. So. <laughs> I, th- a- I put, I put it out there as a possibility oh, because okay. he's a, co- he's a comic book auteur. He's an iconoclast. Oh, thank you. Yeah, he made, yes. the, you know what, what, uh, what is the name of your, of your comic book? You guys say it. You guys, I know, that. but I want you to say it and then I'm going to repeat it with the, the exclamation point. hit hit. That's the one. So At gentle man, baby. That's dot com. Yeah. And I should specify, as I've had to do before, uh, Craig is on because he is one of our writers and uh, we enjoy right. <laughs> and we enjoy uh, his input. Uh, if you sponsor the show, that is not a guarantee. You will be on the show. Right. So we've had a couple people uh, that found the show because we have a similar sensibility and then they have something that they want us to promote and uh but that doesn't that doesn't negate the sensibility right. the similar sensibility but next week we are going to have the guys from movie that's right yes no, yes really. <laughs> who i've spoken to and we do not get along but uh <laughs> well the the, zom- the, the zom- money movie guys are coming in next right <laughs> i forgot about i've forgotten about a lot of our sponsors and i forgot about zomboobies uh but yeah. i do remember Zim- give zomboobies squeeze (laughs) um so but yeah so uh so craig is a comic book guy i stopped reading comic books years ago and that's not a judgment it's more just a function of like in the same way that i didn't watch agents of shield i didn't watch agent carter there's just so many storylines there's so many things to follow that what would eventually happen is i would hear about a storyline for example civil war and i would think wow that sounds really good oh it spans the entire marvel universe tell you what when it's all done i'll read the wikipedia summary and i will move on (laughs) and uh so that's me now do you keep up on comic books or what's the deal uh yes to an extent i'm not uh i like i captain america i like a lot okay um specifically ed brubaker did a run of captain america and ed brubaker's run is chiefly the inspiration behind um the winter soldier that just Mm -hmm. came out which incidentally is my favorite yeah, my probably my favorite of all the Marvel movies. We'll get to that in a moment. Okay, Craig. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, um, but yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of of his of his Captain America. I'm not a huge reader of uh, superheroes in general. Okay. Um, I like his Captain America. I've been keeping up with what they're doing with the new Captain America, just because it's been kind of a um, an. an I guess we have to call it an incident at this point because so many fanboys were getting upset that the new Captain America is black and the new Thor is a woman. Um, so the new Captain America, I've kept up with a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I do a lot Didn't of... Didn't they do another diverse, quote-unquote diverse... Spider-Man character? was a... Um, yeah, they... Uh, I forgot the kid's name. Miles Morales. Miles Morales, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, those but thor and captain america were the two big um, did you see the the onion headline marvel reviews Mar- marvel reveals that the next green goblin will be left-handed <laughs> <laughs> um well it's why are people upset is it was it steve rogers that the, did they make steve rogers black 
Um, no. Uh, they just don't like the this concept goes back to of spoilers. Okay. Is this a spoiler? Uh, I'm gonna say no. Okay. Um, in the comic book universe, uh, Falcon has now taken the mantle. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, he's in the in the comic book realm. Oh God, I can't remember what happened. So uh, Steve Rogers had a situation <laughs> where his uh, super serum was. Uh, oh man, I'm gonna turn to I'm gonna get to poison. So many people angry at me for not getting this right. Uh, his his serum went bad, oh, okay. and he aged real quickly. Oh, my. so he's still a, a whip smart uh, all American fella, but he's real old and frail. Okay, so they needed somebody else to uh, to lead the charge. That sounds like an interesting story. I don't see why people be. I mean, I could see people maybe being upset with like, why would you do that to Steve Rogers? But at the same time, like, but they've done uh, they've done a lot of things to Steve yeah, Rogers. They killed him yeah. multiple times. Spoilers. So, well. No, not at all. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, the one I was thinking of is that Iceman is gay now in the X-Men comics. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's a very... It's the most recent. I think. Oh, all right. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just... It was bugging me because I knew there was one that... I, know, I thought they made... They did have another gay character. Didn't they make Colossus gay for a while? I don't think it was they Colossus. They had Northstar, uh, who was, was a member of Alpha Flight. I remember they made a that big might deal have been the big one, yeah. Because yeah. a few years ago, I remember at my at my comic shop, there was like it, it almost felt exploitive how much they were like pumping the issue of the oh the, yeah the like the first gay Marvel character, and there was like huge yeah. blown up posters all across the, the yeah. shop of um I, and that might have been the North Star character, but yeah, um, it's they always I I'll say this. Iceman, that actually is a big deal. North Star, who gives a shit? Right. But like, Iceman is like that's an original five right. X Men character. It's like when they did the thing with Green Lantern all those years ago, where they made like Green Lantern's gay. No, not the one you like. Don't <laughs> worry. Don't worry. Um, and it just seems like they're trying to ha- kind of have their cake. And yeah, it I felt like they were testing the waters a little bit yeah. with the with the initial one. But yeah. um, so. Yeah, there's a, there's been a lot of talk about the MCU for a number of reasons, um, and it's something I've become. For a while, I was intrigued, then I was invigorated, and now I think I'm almost exasperated by it. Uh, no, exasperation is too active. Let's just say exhausted. Um, by by what thing in particular? By the just the whole what M- Marvel is doing. I think they're doing it well, as opposed to DC, which is trying to do everything too quick and is screwing everything up and ruining characters that people love. Um, what do they do to ruin characters? There's well, like, only been one DC universe movie, right? It's, that's, that's all it takes apparently. <laughs> um, but I know that like, like I'm, well, the I'm, character you're saying they ruin, you're talking about Paul Kent, right? That's him. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, and his love of baseball, in that's a res- was and that? that's it. Well, I just, I was making a Kevin Costner reference cause he's been in three baseball movies, right? Oh, right. Or just two. No, three, because there's Bull Durham, oh, Bull Durham for Love the of the Game, yeah, and, and um, Field of Dreams, Field of Dreams yeah. obviously, is what I'm thinking about. But he was also, wasn't he in The Upside of Anger? Wasn't he also he a retired sh- baseball player? I believe he was, yes, yes. He's really good in that movie, and Joan Allen is also really good in that movie, and that is not a good movie. No, I, we talked about it just, was it, what did we have Josh on, two weeks ago? Yeah. We talked about Mike Binder, and yeah. like all of Mike Binder's movies have like two or three storylines too many. Yeah, he's an odd... He's an odd filmmaker. Like yeah. he, his movies are always 
really close to being not merely good, but really a very good, you know? Uh, and then something like right. there's maybe like one scene that's like, Bull, you've lost me. Um, and upside of anger had a couple of those. Yeah. And some narration that was a big, no thank you. Right. And can you believe that Mike Biner's directing the next, uh, Punisher movie. <laughs> um, sorry. Oh, I wish that'd be great. Um, that's far too risky. Oh, I'm sorry. Go on. We don't need another Punisher movie because we've got the the only one we'll ever need, which is Punisher Wars. <laughs> and Tyler's I'm the only fan. person on. Are you a big man? I am a big fan. Of oh, well, I was being 100 percent earnest. I love Punisher. Wars, I should so. say it is as ridiculous as a movie can be. Right. But I still really enjoy it because it's yeah. In theory, that's what a Punisher movie. It's weird. The Thomas Jane Punisher I found very disturbing, and it really bothered me. Somehow, but I think maybe because Warzone just absolutely commits to being just balls out insane. That it's like, all right, now we're talking. Like yeah. it didn't bother me one bit. Yeah. Okay, so there's been three Punisher movies: right? yeah. Dol- Dolph Lundgren, yeah, Thomas Jane, yeah, and Ray Stevenson. Yeah, I've only seen the first two. I haven't seen Warzone. There's one thing missing from those first two. I don't know if it's in the third one, and that's Micro. He's in. He's is in Micro third in the third one? Yes. That makes me want to see it. He is played by Wayne Knight. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I love Micro. Got to go watch. uh, And Jigsaw's in it. Jigsaw's in it. And Looney Bin Jim is played by by an actor crazier than his character. Yes. Yes. Which is. And it came out like right. Maybe it didn't come out right around the same time. It was right around that time. Yeah. Which uh, Doug Hutchinson. 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 Oh, yeah. 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 Horace. Yeah, um, Horace could speed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and also he was in uh, the Green Mile, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Percy, Percy. That's yeah. it. Yes. Um, All right, let's get back to the. Yeah, yeah. You. So, uh, so I've I've really been enjoying it, and it's and I think one of the reasons that I, as a film fan, have enjoyed it is because we haven't really seen anything like this before, and and it's so interesting. Like when you see like the post credit scene from the first Iron Man, and just and you see. Samuel Jackson walk out as Nick Fury talking about the Avengers initiative. And just, I remember so many of us were like, wow, that's neat. I don't know what that means. I know what the Avengers are, but I have no, like we had no clue that this was what it was going to be. And you can say that in a positive or a negative way. Um, And it's just like, I remember being fascinated by Lord of the Rings because they had made three movies in one, they'd shot three movies in one year and then released them as a big event three years in a row and it was just, it was so well structured. It was so, it was rolled out so well. I remember being very excited about that. And this is like that uh, to me in that, uh, and I, we've said it on the show before that Kevin Feige or Feige, I don't know how you say it. Uh, he's basically acting as like the showrunner of a very large scale, ambitious TV show, which can be a bummer because maybe he sands off some of the, some of the sharp edges of certain filmmakers, but if you put it all together, and I know that there are some places when the new Avengers came out, there are some places that had that would show all the movies mm-hmm. like in a row, which was like twenty something hours, our, our, uh, close to thirty. Our friend, uh, friend of the show, Dan Gavazdan, that's right, uh, uh, attended the one at the El Capitan Theater. Yeah, and like, and I feel like to do that would be really, excuse me, really exciting and really delving into the feeling of this universe and. That excites me, um, but I also love Jaws, Orca the Killer Whale, not quite as much, and then they go on from there. 
Um, and I feel like, and we'll, we can talk about the specific movies and our, our favorite ones in the series in a moment, but more than anything, I think what's interesting is just the way that this model has changed the way Hollywood thinks. Now you get the DC universe is the thing that like, obviously it's the closest comparison, but then you get people talking about the Ghostbusters universe. And it's like, yeah, fine. What? This, it, like, it just... Does that need, does everything need to be a universe? And as far as studio executives are concerned, yes, a big yes. And so I feel like they're going to try and, oh, absolutely synergy. I'm not 100% sure what that means. Um, (laughs) It was from that movie, In Good Company. That's the one. Starring Dennis Quaid. That's the one. Who else was in that? Topher Grace and Scarlett Johansson. Topher Grace. And other people, I'm sure. Malcolm McDowell, I want to say. You're thinking of A Clockwork Orange. <laughs> I think I'm thinking of Star Trek Generations. That's it. That's that the one that Malcolm McDowell was in? Yeah, he plays okay. Caligula. Okay. So, um, <laughs> the, uh, one of my favorite games to play. So, I just wanted to get your guys' take, just in general, on like things that you've, either things you've read, or just things that you feel about the Marvel Cinematic uni- Universe model. That includes what has been, and what is to come for the next five years. Uh, Craig, your thoughts? Um, I guess I'm, I'm not as, maybe not as, mm, I, it's getting, I feel almost as getting too big and too, I want the movies to be able to stand on their own. And I feel like they're almost at the point where they're not going to be able to anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and especially in the new Avengers, uh, you, you said you didn't see the, the winter soldier. Uh, yeah, I, I've, I've seen exactly four MCU movies, okay. uh, Iron Man, Thor and both Avengers. Okay. Okay. Um, so, I, I, but I did feel like there was some pieces in Avengers that um, wouldn't have worked maybe as well without have seeing ha- having seen um, Winter Soldier. I, I don't know. Maybe it's in anticipation of what is to come in Civil War because Civil War is is a, is a, is a I mean that is an Avengers movie, but it's mm-hmm. under the Captain America title. So, yeah. so at what point? What, at what point will you have had to have seen all those movies to know what's going on? I feel well, like I think that depend that this is gets into my thing because I think that depends on the viewer. Because um, I I think uh, Tyler, you and I had this conversation three years ago when yeah. Avengers came out. I don't think of the MCU as a franchise. Sure, I think of them as having a bunch of different franchises. And when you say that the movies need to stand on their own, I think it's up to each individual viewer what that means. Mm-hmm. Because I'm perfectly okay with there being references or little like things that I don't get. I'm okay with that. Sure. When I say something needs to stand on its own, I mean emotionally. Like as an arc, does this feel like it has a beginning, middle, and end uh, all contained in this one movie? And I think that's maybe, you know, I always rail against treating television like movies, but I guess this is the opposite. This is yeah. treating movies like television. And as a longtime television fan, I'm kind of trained to think like that. You know, it's something I always... I always talked about uh, and continue to talk about uh, The Sopranos because I think it's the greatest. It's not my personal favorite, but I think it is the greatest TV show of all time. Um, And people often talk about The Sopranos as being a heavily serialized show. And they're not wrong, but what they overlook is that it's it's not Game of Thrones, which is a show that like literally just... It seems to have like a 10 hour movie once a year that gets cut into hour long segments. Each episode of the Sopranos is a self-contained arc, either because it has a story that begins or an emotional thing or whatever, or or just a metaphor that plays out. Um, And I'm so I'm accustomed to that kind of viewing. So I completely don't mind that there are 
um, references to 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 what happened in Winter Soldier in Age of Ultron, and I don't get it because it still feels whole to me. Sure, you know. Yeah, I I I feel like I guess the stand on their own for me is I'm fine if you know the Avengers and then Avengers Age of Ultron. Um, those those storylines obviously connect, but I feel that they're they're all the, the whole Marvel universe is coming to a head where where you're we're going to get to the point like I, I don't know if I I mean this is speculation, but I don't know if you are going to be able to see Avengers uh, Infinity War after if and not having seen Captain America Civil War and know what's happening because I, I don't know maybe this is fanboy speculation at this point, but there's. There's so many things now that they're crossing over into the other franchises that I that I feel like are just blending the like the Avengers are just using as the, kind of to stitch everything else together. Um, I, I don't know. I, and this is why I say it's a personal say it's a personal thing because I I don't care like that is sure. that that I'm not I don't okay. have that. I guess in some aspects I do, but I generally don't have that completist gene that I think a lot of dedicated uh, you know comic you know quote-unquote nerds or geeks like right. have i don't want to use that i don't even want to use those terms in a way that sounds derogatory we're celebrating those people and we do every day um but uh i don't know what to call them you know i guess fans is the word yeah that's, um, that's a good one yeah uh but but, but it's not specific enough because i am a fan right but i'm not i'm not a completist and because i don't have that i don't really it doesn't really bother me that i don't right. you know i'm not uh, i'm not opposed to you know, someone watching um, uh, a sequel to a movie they haven't seen the original of either. That that stuff doesn't really bother me. I'm not opposed to it. I think my question then becomes, because I agree, I'd, I don't necessarily think the MCU is a franchise, or at least it didn't start as one, because you never know if, this was gonna, if these were going to be successful or not. Like, I know that for myself and a number of others, people are like, are, are people going, going to embrace Thor... Because that's a that's notably different in, in the world of certainly at right. the time in the world of superhero movies, but um, but I think it certainly is becoming one now. Now that it's clear that people are going to see every single one, if they're going to see Ga- Guardians of the Galaxy, they're going to see all of them. Um, and so, so the question is not necessarily uh, what's best, or I guess for me, it's by the time we get to let's say Infinity War. By the time we get there, I feel like the completist will be just inherently more able to enjoy simply through being able to contextualize uh, the film. Whereas the person who goes to see Infinity War, they might have an appreciation for the action um, and and all of that. But I, I feel guess like- what I say to that, I don't mean didn't think this was, was going to turn contentious, but what I say to that <laughs> is you don't get to tell me what enjoying something means to me. Okay. You know, I can That's enjoy fine. it just fine. Yeah, I, I, I think maybe this is just like you said. It's the I, I, I don't know. I guess I, I didn't. I guess I didn't think of myself as an MCU completist, but I guess I, I guess I kind of am. But um, have you watched all the TV stuff as well? Uh, I've watched Daredevil. I've watched uh, the first two or three episodes of Agents of Shield, and I'm about halfway through Agent Carter. Um, so no, not all of it, but I've seen all of the MCU movies. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm having a bit of a revelation, I guess, as to how I actually feel <laughs> yeah. about this. Because it didn't bother me in Daredevil when I, it, it's kind of a big plot point that 
the events of Avengers one happened. It's a, it's yeah. a, it's an almost unspoken plot point in daredevil that yeah. it's more si- part of the premise than the right, right. Yeah. Yeah. They're rebuilding Which is one the of the things that I love about it. Yeah. It, yeah. It really treats it, you know, like the battle of New York and Avengers is very much a nine 11 type of thing. Sure. And when you look at, I look at I look at Daredevil almost the way I look at Twenty Fifth Hour, which is like, yeah, I guess they never really say this is what this is all about, right. Right. but it just looms over it so much, right. and I think it's fascinating. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, and I, it's it, and it didn't bother me in Daredevil that you know I was think I wasn't thinking like, okay, is somebody who uh, didn't watch the Avengers going to be able to understand this? Um, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out where the where the difference lies in that. Yeah. Um, between the TV show and the movie, maybe it's just me compartmentalizing that this is the TV show and the films are the films and they're in, while they're still in the MCU, they kind of exist as separate entities. But, um, it's, it's tough to say because of course I've seen them all. And so it's hard to know for me if I would have been, cause David, you liked age of Ultron. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and so did I, and and we both liked, we both saw the first Avengers at the same screening. We both saw Age of Ultron at not the exact same screening, but the same time. Same time I saw 3D. He didn't. Um, and <laughs> yeah, uh, well, yeah, hold on. Pin in that. Let's put a pin in that. Mm-hmm. Why did you choose 3D? You know what? It was a thing I regretted. Um, <laughs> I think I did. I don't know. To, for the listeners, we we went to the same. I, I guess press not the real we're not like big enough to go to the yeah. press screening that was like, like three weeks third early. or fourth tier press screening. Uh, yeah the one that's like three days before but it yeah. was yeah press and other people who get to see the movie early uh, and it was at the arc light and they had two theaters and they asked you when you when you checked in if you wanted to go to 2d or 3d and i yeah. was like uh blown back that i had the choice and i said 2d of course yeah thank god that i don't have to watch it in 3d and yet later found out that you chose 3d yeah and there are other people there a friend of the show kyle anderson for example um who was at the 3d and it was weird and jen Jen even asked me why did you choose 3d you've got a joke to make what do you got is it because (laughs) 3d movies when you pay for them are more expensive so when you're seeing it for free you're seeing it more free (laughs) exactly yeah yeah (laughs) That would work on me, I think. <laughs> and I don't even like 3D movies, but I might want to. I feel like I'm getting back at somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. it's like, uh, you know, you're at a wedding and the food is free. I hate it, but you know what? I'm going to take some and put it in my pocket. Yeah, good second. Um, no, I think honestly, in the moment, I just had this thought of like, and I know this is dumb of me, and this is why I said, like, I don't know why. I regret it because I didn't know where the decision came from or why it popped into my head, but it was ultimately that like, well, I think the average, this sounds shitty by the way. It's like, I think the average <laughs> stupid film goer is going to want to see it in 3d. Right. So I guess I should see it the way they're going to see it. So you can address, which I did address the common all. dummies out there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> as, as uh, talk to them on their, on their level. <laughs> yeah. If I can. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you can stoop that far. Yeah. Uh, the old, uh, Paul of Tompkins thing. It's like, I, uh, I like jazz on, or I, I, I dislike jazz on behalf of you, the common stupid person. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, playing in my car today. Oh, we have Sirius XM. Oh, and wow. that bit was playing in, it's a rental car. I'm not that fancy. Um, <laughs> um, and that bit played in the car today. What a weird coincidence. It's a weird coincidence. Um, so it's what was oh yeah so david and i both saw we both enjoyed the avengers both films and saw them from completely different angles yeah did you find it did you however find yourself occasionally thinking like and i don't mean in a negative way like you thought 
where did you, what happened to shield damn me why do i hate not that but well, did you find yourself curious about things? I, you know what i should because here's the thing i'm so like i guess like keyed into yeah the internet like i know what happens in winter soldier i know about all that yeah um what i should have i should uh, uh, i should ask my wife that question because she actually she liked Age of Ultron better than the original hmm. and those and um she like me those are you know the last mcu film she saw was avengers and, and i don't i doubt she knows um because she doesn't care or pay attention to yeah. um the the events of winter soldier and what that meant for shield uh and hydra and all that um but she liked it and like i said she liked it more yeah my wife uh the last one she saw was iron man because she like what you're talking about she locked into like i like she likes robert downey jr mm-hmm. and she likes so she and i've seen all three of those films in the theater she likes that character she does not like thor uh she doesn't care that much about captain america we watched guardians of the galaxy she didn't care uh but she saw and liked both avengers movies and she likes the iron man movies so the last one she saw was iron man 3 but that didn't keep her from liking this one and she is you know you and i just observe like i don't i've seen one episode of game of thrones i know what the red wedding is i know what the mountain and the viper is like (laughs) you know i i just pick up on things yeah um just through cultural osmosis and so yeah like you already knew in general what happened to shield and and that sort of thing yeah um yeah I, i guess maybe i'm getting mad on behalf of someone else um, because you obviously said that you don't care that you have to know that, but I, 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 I don't know. I'm, I, I kind of come at it. It's like, is that their job to have known that? Is that, is that the audience who only wants to see Avengers and Avengers age of Ultron? Is that there, should they have to have known what happened to shield in the movies they didn't choose to see? Yeah. And I guess that's my concern. Less, less the, the presumptuous thing, uh, the tone I was striking earlier about like, well, can you enjoy it as much? I'm not talking about you, David, because of course you are able to enjoy things uh, with, because of the TV thing. I think you don't need every bit of context that it's going to provide, but the average, per- but you and I also saw it for free. You know, the average person <laughs> has to spend like, if they want, like, let's say they see the Avengers and like, Oh wait, why isn't shield a, thing anymore and then it's like oh you got to see this other movie it's like i don't have a whole lot of money you know i can't be seeing all these movies well also though i i i guess i'd have to i had to talk to the common stupid person but oh, um gotta help you <laughs> don't people generally know at this point that if they're buying a ticket to age of ultron that it's part of this universe and if they, i feel like like yes. They're, if they haven't seen Winter Soldier or, or Iron Man three, they're or, or the Dark World. They're going in knowing, like, okay, I know that I've missed some stuff, so I'm expecting there might be some references I don't pick up on. Maybe, or maybe it's it could also the flip side could also be that they do what you're talking about and what what I was just talking about with Jen, and that they're like, I don't like Thor. I'm not seeing the Dark World. And then they go see Guardians of the Galaxy. Sure. And they're like... Chris Hemsworth is delightful, though. I don't know why I, I enjoy, doesn't like Thor. I think it's just she doesn't like the general world and the way, you know. And I think you would actually enjoy... You, you didn't see The Dark World, right? No, I didn't. I think you would like it. Because yeah. you like the first one. But um, I, I, I like the Asgard stuff. Yeah, and that's what this is primarily. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, let's see... Yeah, okay, so the collector, Benicio del Toro's character, he shows up in Thor 2, kind of, at the end. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. And so, and even then, I, even then, like, ugh, 
on top of all this, then of course there's the scenes that happen after the credits, which, so it's, it's, there's also, and things are introduced. By the way, are we expected to remember which movies those post-credit sequences happen <laughs> in at this point? Cause I remember trying to think like, which was the one where they tied this thing into that? And there's, and, and now there's like, didn't one of them have three scenes or maybe it was just two. I don't know. But there's so many of them now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so the, the collector was Thor two. Yeah. And then he huh. shows up in guardians of the galaxy. Right. 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 And I could so see what someone... was the first one after Avengers. Would that have been dark world or what was the first? First one after Avengers was, I believe iron, iron man, man three. three. Yeah. Yeah. That was before dark. World. Okay. Yeah. And, and that's, and some did of these the, post credit um, sequences are just jokes. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, did the, was there, were there any references to shawarma in Iron Man three? No, it was just uh, Tony talking with Bruce Banner as though he was a psychiatrist. But I'm just saying, did, did the <sighs> Avengers, uh, thing, post credits thing pay off? If you look at every film, they're always eating shawarma, um, <laughs> but, uh, in the middle of fight scenes, <laughs> if there's any, like if there's one good thing that the MCU has done for America is to make more people aware of how delicious, delicious shawarma is. I have no idea what it is. You wouldn't like it. You wouldn't like it. I've never had it. Well, whether I would like it or not, please describe it for me. I would like to know. Uh, it's, well, you can get it. Uh, I mean, it's, it's just a chicken and a certain kind of sauce. It's like a roast chicken with, uh, with sauce, but you can get it as a sandwich or as a plate. But I don't think you would like it. I like chicken. I know, but I don't think. Is I, it, I just know you. I, I, I don't think the you would sauce, like the sauce is what's going to. Yeah, yeah that's like it. it. So get, that scene I get obsessed with because did you? Did you guys hear that? Like th- they shot that way later, and like three of those guys had beards. Yeah, there's at like the time. Uh, Chris Evans is like sitting and, with his like hand over his mouth. Maybe uh, one of the other ones has their backs. So I get obsessed with like seeing how they covered up everyone's faces to mm-hmm. hide their their beards. Well, that was added so last minute that when you and I saw Avengers the first time, which was yeah. only. Four days before it opened, yeah, it wasn't there. It wasn't. And then when I saw it on opening night, uh, there it was. was. There. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I lo- I'd like to think they shot it in between those four days. Yeah, that would be great. Guys. It's like critics are <laughs> critics love that shawarma line. Let's pay that off. Um, but um, but yeah, and so I do I do wonder if like I don't know, and that there are entire characters that and 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 especially when we get to you know. Uh, infinity war and just the concept like there's an entire infinity gem uh, introduced in the dark world that people don't know about. Um, In fact, well, ah, I can't go down that path because we only have a limited time, but, um, but yeah. And so I don't know. I go back and forth on like, if like, is the thing, the thing is not requiring I'm sorry. I'm having eight thoughts at once. I'm going to go back a little bit. So let's say somebody decides they don't like Thor, but they do want to see the Avengers because they like Iron Man. And then they see that and they're just like, oh, but what is they're referencing all these Infinity Stones? Oh, do I do I have to have seen this for this to make total sense? Because I think think whether I whether I agree with it or not, I do think that most audiences. And I don't condemn this instinct, but I think most audiences do want their movies to make sense. But okay, Which is another two, episode, two things. By the way. Two things. Okay, I know you said that you have eight things in your head. Now I have two. Okay. One, you kind of answered your own question earlier when you talked about how you keep up on comic books, which is that you just go to Wikipedia. So you, <laughs> That's true. There are, you know, in the lead up to Avengers, there were a million websites doing videos and blog posts about here's what you need to know before That's you see Age of Ultron. So that stuff's available. Yeah. The other thing is, um, I think, because I, I, I had this thought, um, 
with a lot of people complaining about um, some of the sort of what's the word I'm looking for uh, mythology MCU like service that's sure. in Age of Ultron, like introducing Claw and stuff like that. Yeah, and people were saying, oh, they had to stop to do all this stuff. And my contention is that the average person who doesn't care isn't thinking of it like that. That's just a scene in the movie. Right. They're not thinking about it as claw. So when you say that it doesn't make sense, I don't think it makes as little sense to, to people as you think it does. Yeah. I guess there's a, there's a, there's such a thing as like, uh, contextual foresight where like (laughs) you, you know that, I think you and I, as as savvy and one could say cynical filmgoers, we see that like, <laughs> hey, and, hey, Andy Serkis is in this, huh? His arm's gone. I wonder, you know, like right. I'll bet that is a thing for the future, right? Whereas, I mean, maybe other people are just like, hey, that's a fun character, and I guess he's gone now, and that's and that's it. And then if and then if he shows up later, and I would assume Black Panther, right? right? Yeah. Uh, when he shows up later, people are like, oh, that's the guy from, you know, whatever. Right. Or maybe they don't if they didn't see Avengers. Which- and, and, and to yeah, to go. Yeah, that's that's a good one. But um, to the the, uh, the the helicarrier, you know, sure. that shows up and there's two lines between Captain America and Nick Fury in, in Age of Ultron about like getting it running again. Yeah. And people who have seen Winter Soldier know there's two and a half hours of movie that, that yeah. they, they know what they what the other people don't know an hour but, and 45 of it is the helicarrier crashing <laughs> right um, but uh to the average movie viewer who hasn't uh, by average i mean say me or well i guess not mm-hmm. me because i keep up but the person just going into age, age of ultra not having seen any yeah. uh um, not even seen winter soldier that that thing that you're thinking of as all this information that's uh that's what we call an unknown unknown oh watch out <laughs> and therefore uh they're not they're not worried about it yeah the and two s- lines about getting it running again is all they need so in a way it's almost to bring this back to where the episode started which doesn't mean we're ending but you know the twitter thing like uh-huh. it's sort of on me if i like i need to basically assume, i could re- i could require that people writing about survivor or, or just saying a thing that is true about it, not necessarily writing about it, but, um, uh, that I know that, that I know that's going to happen. So if I know it's going to happen, then yes, I could stick to my principles and say, why would you do this? Or I could just practically say, yeah, I know it's going to happen. So I should stay off Twitter three hours before survivor. And in the same way, people should not demand that a movie explain everything and just recognize I missed a couple movies. This is probably explained in that. So it'd be silly of me to be angry. I guess I'm being pretty cynical about the audience right now and just assuming like, I want everything right now. Um, (laughs) but, um, so, and I want to, I want to move into, uh, another discussion of just the general model. I'm sorry, Craig, we, Dave and I have been talking no, for a while. No, I no. forgot you were there, it's, <laughs> even though you're like seven feet tall. Um, how tall are you? Uh, six eleven. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> for a minute there. Cause I'm like, I could see that, I guess he's pretty tall. I'm Almost seven feet tall. Yeah. No, uh, six, five, six, five, something like that. You know. That is too tall. Well, you know, <laughs> I don't, uh, I don't care for it. Well, sorry. Um, so you're going to, you're going to take out my ceiling fans. <laughs> um, so, uh, 
What was that? Oh, so yeah. Do you have anything uh, before we move on to the next aspect of the conversation? I guess what, I'm, I, guess what I, I didn't think about before that David mentioned is I had thought of, I guess I thought of the franchises as individual franchises. And I guess you're thinking more of, of the MCU as a franchise. Well, no, I think of them as individual franchises. Okay. But I feel like okay. the conversation we're having about people having to know everything makes it seem, seem like, like the MCU franchise. is one franchise, yeah. which is becoming... In less and less manageable. Right. You know, like the thing yes. Tether talked about when there's something like the Civil War in the comic books, it's across eight titles yeah. and some probably one shots and all yeah. kinds of stuff. Uh, it's tough to keep up with. Uh, and so if you're thinking of it as one franchise, yeah, you're going to stretch yourself out. But sorry, go on. Um, sorry, I lost my place. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, well, I guess if it's, is it, I don't know, I feel like this is going to sound... <laughs> sound uh, presumptuous but is it more or less rewarding to have not are you okay so you didn't see um did you i feel like we're gonna get into spoiler territory but did you that's fine did you know that the helicarrier was destroyed Um, previously isn't it in the trailer like the helicarrier like crashing into a the ground or something maybe i I saw and i guess i guess i'm coming at it thinking of if i hadn't seen winter soldier that moment when it comes out of the the clouds and Age of Ultron, I thought was was uh, that was one of my favorite moments of the. That was like okay. almost. See, that's something you got that I didn't. But okay, that, but and I, I guess that's, I didn't know I was missing it because you're right. I guess I knew that Shield uh, was essentially dismantled um, in Winter Soldier, um, right. partially through yeah cultural osmosis, and also because I've watched at least one Agents of Shield episode since then, um, probably two. Um, uh, so if even if I didn't know specifically that the helicarrier was destroyed or whatever, I, I get it. And I guess that's why I mean, and I, maybe this is again me just being um, upset on someone else's behalf, but like it did irk me a little bit when it came out that I was like, oh man, how many people that didn't see? Because I thought that was a great moment. That was like on par to the hero shot in the first one for me when the thing came out of the clouds. But I, but in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, how many people? Is this as powerful for the folks who didn't see Winter Soldier? Or does it make it as much fun? And I guess does that matter? Is yeah, I don't is think it other, does. Yeah, is, is, it's sort of like uh, on Seinfeld when they drop in references to the Buddy Guy tapes. <laughs> yeah. All the people who know the Buddy Guy tapes sure. know what that reference yeah. is, but everyone else just thinks it's a funny thing. There's, but there's I was going to actually reference the Untouchables. And the sequence in Union Station sure. where the carriage is going down. It's like now, of course, the three of us. I've seen Potemkin and we know what that's a reference to. But if you did, but when I first saw the untouchables, I didn't know what that was. I didn't know what that was, but that's more than I I feel like Avengers at this point is crossing over into entire plot points that you had to have seen other movies for. Whereas in that scene in the untouchables is just a great scene. And if you get a little bit more out of it, if you know the reference, um, I feel like they're they're moving because there is a, a bit in the beginning of Age of Ultron where they have their like each of them have little moments where they kind of catch up the audience on mm-hmm. what's been going on since their movies. Like um, I like the one well because I'm a Captain America fan, but he says he says to Falcon um, or Falcon tells him I'm still chasing a few leads on our fella, which is yeah. in reference to Bucky. And I thought that was a good moment. And those are like little homages. But I, I don't know. I just I, I I was really bothered by the the helicarrier sequence, and not even on my own behalf. I don't know. It's a very strange situation because so, it was okay. Hang on, nope. <laughs> hang on. It's coming together. So I think what you're talking about, and I think what we've actually been talking about for the last few uh, few minutes, is I think the concept of 
not can somebody enjoy it. David enjoyed the movie. Sure. And he enjoyed, and I'm sure you had, did that sequence, okay, to go to this, when the helicarrier comes out of the clouds, did that sequence have any resonance for you at all, aside from just like, hey, there's a, you know, people are saved. Um, If that. I mean, it had some resonance beyond that in terms of, like, knowing that S.H.I.E.L.D. had gone underground or whatever. So okay. this is this is that kind of reveal, yeah. but nothing on the level he's talking about. No, I, okay. I didn't feel that. So so what we're talking – so but you, so you still enjoyed it. Um, and so you still enjoyed it, but you didn't enjoy it to – and I apologize if it sounds like I'm telling you how you feel. Uh, I'm speaking – in theory, at the moment, yeah, that was kind of uh, you didn't enjoy it to the maximum amount that it could have been enjoyed, right? And I would have to be a real fanatic to be bothered by that. But, but <laughs> I'm like, not bothered by that. that. And and but I think this to me this goes actually more into general film discussion, and I feel like there's maybe another episode to be had out of this, which is like how much. If an audience is only able to enjoy a movie 75% based on what the film is referencing or whatever, uh, do we get mad? Like you were upset about the helicarrier sequence on behalf of someone who hasn't seen it. Yeah. Like who are you mad at? Yeah. Upset might be a a little strong. It was just, I was kind of like, I I don't know. Bummed on their behalf? Maybe I, I I found myself worrying for like I was like uh, oh this is fun is oh did it did um, people who didn't see the Winter Soldier is this making sense I found myself like kind of almost checking in on the folks around me like right. seeing like is this <clears throat> is this is this uh, having is this as resonant as I think it is or is it yeah. uh, now do you guys know that um, in the opening like the James Bond mini mission at the beginning where they're going after Loki's mm-hmm. scepter the guy who's like helping Strucker or whatever is from agents of shield and that the episode of agents of shield that, that aired that week before age of Ultron came out ended with some like, Oh, we know where Logie scepter is. That's called the Avengers. I did I not did know that. that. So there you go. So you yeah. guys, so I guess you, it's the same thing. So it's everyone's just, missing yeah. out on something. If you yeah. Just, uh, yeah. <laughs> but that kind of bums me out. So like <laughs> just because like I would, I would have liked to have an appreciation for that character now that I know that that was possible. And, does Baron Strucker play a bigger role in, uh, I don't know. Uh, again, this is, I'm giving this second hand because I don't know. I don't, I don't think Strucker is in agents of shield. I think okay. the guy that he said, when he says no surrender and he turns to his yeah. like lackey and says, I'm going to surrender. Yeah. That <laughs> guy that, that he talks nice to moment. is, is from agents of shield from what okay. I understand. And that's, and that's very interesting to me. Um, because yeah, now we have something that, and, and, and here's where, and you know what? I'm, I'm excited anew in a way because it's like, Oh, I want because I like Daredevil so much. The problem is like, how are they going to incorporate Daredevil into it? You know, I hope they do. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I'm not quite sure how they would because he he operates on such a small scale, uh, relatively. Yeah, um, and Daredevil didn't even feel like a Marvel movie to me. I, it it felt uh, it's not a movie, of course, but it yeah. it, it felt. I guess I like Daredevil way more than I thought I did because it's kind of it's kind of hung around with me for a while, but it felt oh, like. Yeah. It it felt more inspired than um, than some of the more recent Marvel stuff. Even the Avengers, I think, are great. But um, I don't know. Daredevil was just um, it, it was just very confident from the get go, and it was a, yeah. It was I wasn't expecting to like it, and then I did, and now I'm about 
two weeks out from having finished it, and I, I really like it. I think you got a sense of David. I forget. Have you seen any Daredevil? Uh, I saw the the first one. Okay. Yeah. I feel and like I watched that hallway fight. Pretty <laughs> great. <laughs> pretty great. Um, I feel like there's, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff that we've been talking about, or at least that I certainly that I've been talking about for the last couple of months uh, with the movies that like they take filmmakers and then sand the edges off because all of these need to at least seem uniform in a way. Um, it feels like with the TV series, those are a little bit less, for lack of a better term, regulated, and they're allowed to be whatever the f- whatever. Like in this case, Drew Goddard feels they should be. Right. They didn't have an agenda that they're working yeah. towards. Like um, it's it I'm felt sure freer. Oh, that, I'm sure. Yeah. Right. It felt freer, <clears throat> I think, to experiment and be like, okay, well, we're going to be a, a gritty crime drama, which I know may not fit visually with the rest of the universe, but we could make it fit if we wanted but to. But there yeah. are other Netflix shows coming, right? There are. I believe there's Iron uh, Fist. And, AKA a- a- Jessica Jones. Okay. okay. But Jessica Jones didn't show up on Daredevil. Uh, n- not to my knowledge, okay. um, but Iron Fist stuff kind of did. So, okay. Um, so even that has it. Yeah. 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 So there's, yeah. So there's a few tie-ins there. Oh, I'm exhausted again. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, so I wanted to move into the next phase two of this conversation, Ooh, which will probably okay. be shorter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's, which is so okay. DC is trying to do this, and I understand why—not merely financially, but it can. It's another comic book line. They could make this work. They won't, but they can. <laughs> um, and then they're doing the Ghostbusters thing. Are there any movie? let's go ahead and say franchises that you feel like could bear out a possible universe. You know which one I said after I saw it last year? What's that? Even though I know Craig's not a fan. But John Wick builds such an interesting, like, economy and world of this, like, this crime world that exists completely parallel to the rest of the world in the world of this film that, even though I know they are making a John Wick too, but I could... I, I could totally watch a movie that took place at that hotel and yeah. had nothing to do with John Wick. Right. Each of those like action set pieces felt like a video game level <laughs> where each has like their own context and back history and all that. But there's, I mean, you, you saw John Wick? I didn't, not okay. yet. So, I mean, like, when I say that they, the criminal world exists parallel, it's complete, they have their own currency. Mm. And every, like, it's a completely different world. It has, like, it ha- even though it's not a fantasy film, it has fantasy elements. That's definitely a world that and I can see. And it's strange in that everything that the criminal world in that movie does is kind of inconsequential to John Wick's life other than <laughs> the one thing. Right, like, right. He has no real investment in anything that's happening other than the one thing that he right. has. Sounds interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, do you have any? I've got I have two, which I'll talk about in a moment. But do you have any, Craig, that you can think of off the top of your head? I should have I should have warned you guys ahead of time that this was a I only had the thought like an hour before we started recording. Um I I don't I don't I have I get fascinated every time Quentin Tarantino seems to mention of connecting his universes cuz yeah. wasn't didn't he tease for a while that uh, this hateful eight was going to be some sort of connection between Django and Inglorious Bastards hmm. where he said I, I mean obviously not a direct connection cuz there's like I don't know, almost a century in between the two. But I remember him teasing that there was some sort of, uh, this is the, the natural connection, which that would be cool if he ever fleshed that out. But I don't know how much I want him to do that because I don't want him to be beholden to any, any universe. Um, Yeah. But like, 
the, there's the Vega brothers. There's two right, Vegas, right. They're r- related. And then there's the, the universe that he's kind of acknowledged that he has the movies and then the movies that the characters in his movies would watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's the universe that he's kind of acknowledged, but now he, he seems to be building on this, um, uh, what's the word for it? altered histories universe, um, hmm. which that, that would be fun. Yeah, is that, is that the word for it? I don't know, but um, I would like him to do something called Quentin Tarantino's The Civil War, and he does yes. like a he does like a, a Ken Burns type ten part documentary, but it's just <laughs> as he wishes it was. Yeah, I'd but you know that. the um, my dad cannot stand Quentin Tarantino and all of the altered history thing. This has been like if there's one contentious point in the relationship between my dad and I, it's how much I love Inglorious Bastards and how much he hates it sight unseen. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it is it is a fanatical hatred I think I've never because seen. Because of the because of the altered because, history. Because yeah, he, uh, he said um there's, there's two things you don't fuck with. Hitler and slavery. <laughs> and that's, and that's uh, yeah, so. <laughs> He's probably going to listen to this. So this is going to be another conversation that we're going to have. But yeah. Um, what's, what's your father's name? Uh, Jim. Jim, welcome aboard. Yeah. <laughs> He's listened. So do you know the, um, the, really? yeah, the, yeah, the Django yeah. Unchained thing where, because Kerry Washington's character's last name is Von Shaft. And so the, the implication is that Shaft John uh, Shaft is like the descendant oh, of yeah. Jamie Foxx and Kerry Washington. Hmm. <laughs> That's fun. That's a yeah, fun right. thing. Um, yeah, for me, you mentioned Tarantino. Uh, I think the closest thing that we've ever, that I've ever witnessed that we've gotten to the MCU is when Ray Nicolette shows up in uh, Out of Sight. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. And that got me thinking that. Well, what about the Viewisk universe? Ugh. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so you know you're right. That's that's much closer. But um, but I along those count though. It it, yeah, it's, it's just like I don't know. He's he's too much. <laughs> it's just, oh, he does go on, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah. For me, I do think having now having read a number of his books, I do think that if somebody wanted to, not that I think get shorty or out of sight or Jackie Brown which was based on rum punch. Not that I think they need to be remade, but were somebody to make a world of Elmore Leonard, they could do it. And because some yeah. of those characters show up in, in other uh, novels, do you know, I learned this on my TV podcast. There was because he does. Yeah, he does that. The characters shown mm-hmm. in the, uh, other novels, there was a made for TV movie in like the late eighties, early nineties based on an Elmore Leonard book. I forget what it's called, but where James Legro plays Raylan Givens, the character that oh, yeah, the yeah. elephant plays oh. on Just- Justified. He's, yes. he's like a minor character in the thing. Yes. What was that <clears throat> called? I don't actually remember. I know the one you're talking about because, yeah, that character shows up. Um, and I believe Which is funny because James the Girl uh, was a recurring character on Justified as well. I didn't know huh. that. Um, and if I can take it full circle and then recommend a great comic book, Ed Brubaker of the aforementioned Captain America, he did a great series called Criminal, um, which has, it's, I think, six um, volumes, and each one focuses on a different criminal in in a single universe um, and different characters. So, like, the main character from the first volume will be, like, the drug dealer in volume four who shows up for two pages and is out mm-hmm. and has this constant revolving door of characters who come in and kind of affect the other characters lives. But yeah, that's, it's, it's like three colors. 
Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's um it's great. Yeah, Criminal by Ed Brubaker. Um I had I had one thought speaking thinking in terms of like Law and Order because Law and Order has its its own little universe there but that's television and I thought wouldn't it be interesting if they did something like that but with Men in Black um where there was like a, a Movies with different, basically what they're trying to do with Ghostbusters, but I think would work better with Men in Black. But what they are doing with Star Wars now. Yeah. With what do you the, think of that? I'm all for it. You're, you're in favor of it? Yeah, I'm not going to watch them all. I mean, oh, I might yeah. watch them all. I'm not going to swear to watch them all. Yeah. That's what's getting me exhausted, is the yeah. Star Wars stuff. I mean, I, I, I got really excited by that Force Awakens trailer. Sure. Um, but it just is, I, I don't know, I just feel like... It's it's a lot. <laughs> I feel like they've got so much coming, and I I'm not that interested in seven and yeah, and they're they're already hyping so much more. But and I think the reason that the reason that like the MCU and even the the DC CU I don't think they call it that. <laughs> um, the reason that they work or at least can work is because they're characters that we already that are already that come sort of pre developed, uh, whereas. There's like here's a Boba Fett movie. He's like Boba Fett really is just an image. I don't know who he is. I know he goes out like a chump. Yeah, uh, which is Matt Belknap on Yeah, Never Not Funny said. Yeah, he and just proved like, himself to be a bit of a clumsy pussy. I believe yeah. is what Matt Belknap said. <laughs> yeah, it's just you know it's it's. But I know people, including me, when I was a kid, was like, oh, you know, Boba Fett's so badass. Like, I mean, he caught Han Solo. Good for him. But whatever, like I, do, it just didn't seem. Does he really need his own movie? It's basically like, hey, you remember this character that you liked looking at, right? It's but not listening to because he has like eight lines, maybe like I think like fourteen words, yeah, total. There's a mystique that I think is going to be kind of um, ruined, ruined, yeah, because yeah. it's. But that's and I and one could make the argument. I know that my co-host Josh Long uh, at More Than One Lesson. I know that he regularly says this that like. Well, what does Star War what do Star Wars and Marvel have in common? Oh, they're both owned by Disney right. now. And Oh. What? Speaking of, I know we talked about the <laughs> yeah. uh, the toys. Did you see this latest? Yeah. Marvel or Disney has outdone themselves. They really So like they listened to us and said we can beat that. Yeah. Everyone remembers the awesome part in Age of Ultron where the jet opens up it's like pod bay doors. <laughs> yeah. They're called like Bombay doors, I guess is what they would be. And, uh, um, black widow drops out on the motorcycle and then is riding down the streets. It's yeah. awesome. It's a nice moment. Like Hawkeye even says like, give him hell kid. Like it's, it's built yeah. up yeah. as a real fun thing. Yeah. And now there's, there's a toy based on that moment where you have a jet that opens up. That's great. I'm, I'm excited for a black widow. toy. Nah, yeah. Ooh. It comes in two versions. Captain America or Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. I didn't. I didn't realize that because I ridiculous. I saw the thing where um, uh, uh, Mark Ruffalo was was tweeting, tweeting about, about yeah. how there's no. Uh, I didn't realize they went out of their way to not put her in there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and the thing is, don't get me wrong. I don't like the idea. I only knew about the Captain America one. I didn't know about the Iron Man and. I don't like the idea of it, but at least Captain America's in the scene and also (laughs) rides a motorcycle earlier in the film. Iron Man notably does not need transportation. (laughs) He doesn't need to ride. Well, that gets me. I I, I did want to discuss, get what you guys' thoughts are on the sexism in um, 
Age of Ultron? Oh, well, we talked, we talked about, about it last... You haven't listened to them. I haven't listened to them. Yeah, okay. you're busy yeah. traveling. I was busy yeah. traveling. Okay. Yeah, we we did we... talk about it, which is basically... I think we felt that uh, people... I don't, I don't think we condemned anyone for being for calling it sexist, but kind of felt like maybe they're... I felt like maybe they're overcorrecting a bit, like being a little too... I don't know. I'm trying to not be offensive and say that they're just clutching their pearls, which is what I'm thinking. Yeah. But uh, I, I, I think it's, uh, I, I don't think it's warranted. I think I, I felt uh, the same way. It was actually the, I thought the scene with, um, at the beginning with Hulk where she calmed him down was, I thought that yeah. was really touching and, and very empowering. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and I think any sexism is, is it's definitely there, but it's on, Marvel's behalf, not Joss Whedon's. That, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, I think yeah. Black Widow should have her own movie. The right. fact that she doesn't is not Joss Whedon's. Sure. Um, and I think the way he has... Has anyone confirmed with Scarlett Johansson that she would would want to do her own movie? I guess we always we say that, but I always feel like well, there's well, more than one person that's making the decision. in like 19 of these MCU movies, so I'm... Yeah, I, she's willing to be in you know Winter Soldier yeah, yeah. for a total of, what, 12 minutes? No, 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 she's, she's in that. In she's in that. Bad, yeah, she's like so almost a main character. Sorry, I was thinking yeah. of Iron Man too. Um, yeah, that one. Jeez. Yeah, and like, uh, I think she would probably go along with it. I'm sure they would throw a lot of money at her, though. Probably not as much as they would Robert Downey Jr. Right. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, if she's going to do Lucy, she'll probably do this. Ah, that's a good point. So, oh. what? I didn't like Did Lucy. You, <laughs> you know what? I I I expected it to be dumb. Which it is, but it's also dumb and ambitious, which is uh, which yeah. I didn't expect. Oh, um, and there's a more than one lesson episode in there, absolutely. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So uh, and then the last the last part, David, you can phase uh, three. You can phase three and the last phase of the conversation. Um, and I can, David, walk. you can sit this one out if you want. I can take a hike. <laughs> you can take a, a go fly long go walk. Fly Absolutely, <laughs> there it is. Um, that's a fan of the show, right there. Um, so, okay, as so many other people have been doing, and they always use the word definitive, which I think is cute because, like, <laughs> they're like the definitive order of the of the MCU so far, like as far as best. And it's like, look, I, I have my opinion too, right. and while I do think my opinion, like, I try to have it be as well-informed as possible, but it is absolutely my opinion. I would never use the word definitive. But whatever. That's fine. So, uh, Craig, you and I talked about uh, doing our individual definitive, definitive. list uh, for the MCU so far. Now, you spoiled it a little bit. Sorry. Because you're some kind of asshole. <laughs> uh, number one for you is Winter Soldier. Iron Man 3. Oh, yeah. Winter Soldier. You son of a... <laughs> yes. You're my, shiving me here. You know my, that? My favorite is the Winter Soldier. Okay. Yeah. Second favorite. Second favorite, uh, Avengers. Okay. Avengers 1. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, for me, uh, I think Avengers is... I don't know. Like, I, I thought you guys were going to do your whole ranking. I've got my whole ranking here. Do you have uh, yours ready? I, yeah, yeah. Do you have it memorized? Probably. Okay, you yeah. know what? Go. Do you want me to start from the bottom or from the top? I, I say start from the bottom. Start the from worst. the bottom. Worst. worst. Absolute worst. Worst. Uh, Iron Man. Well, all of the Iron Mans except one and, th- and the Thors can, or can fight it out for bottom. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's uh, four right there. Yeah. Right. How I many did, are there total? 11? 10? 11. 11. 11. Okay. okay. So you got four? Right out of the right out of right the way. Right out of the way. Yep. Yeah. Um, in the garbage bin. 
And then yeah. the Incredible Hulk. Okay. The one with Tim Roth. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Tim Roth. Well done. Everybody. Tim Roth vehicle. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. So Incredible Hulk. Uh, then probably Captain America 1. Okay. And then Iron Man. Mm-hmm. And then Captain America uh, Avengers Age of Ultron. Okay. Avengers Winter Soldier. Did well, I hit them all? Nope. What did I miss? Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardi- oh, I forget about that one. Yeah, it's uh, pretty forgettable. Uh, put that in probably right after the first Captain America. Okay. Okay. All right. right after like above, above, above or below. Okay. Above. If okay. the first Captain America could have been as good as the first half was, it would have been a lot higher. Okay. I think because I really nice. like. I, I don't know. But did you guys see the first Captain America? Yes, he's seen them all. Okay. Okay. I didn't see. Did you like the first? Did you like it? I did. Okay. Well, we're about to find out where it falls. Oh, yeah. Number 11. Stay tuned. Coming in at number 11. I'm not going to do this role. David, I do. Appre- <laughs> you know what? I appreciate the role that you're playing right now. Uh, the Incredible Hulk is last one for me. Okay. Even though I don't That's think it's that he's terrible. an Ang Lee apologist. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. It's, I know, yeah. Didn't you love Life of Pi that year? You mean I'm an apologist uh, for Ang Lee's Hulk. Hulk. Yes. yes, that is true. Um, and and Tim Roth is really good. William Hurt's really good. William Hurt, his character Thunderbolt Ross is going to show up in Civil War apparently. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? That actually kind of excited me. Um, next love, is oh, yeah, that's going to be awesome. Next is Thor: The Dark World, and then Thor. Yep. yep. And then Iron Man Two. Yep. Guardians of the Galaxy. First Captain America. Avengers: Age of Ultron. Iron Man Three. Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Iron Man and the Avengers. All right. So Iron Man places uh, pretty high for me. Okay. Yeah. I guess I don't, I just don't have a connect. I just didn't feel, I just didn't have the, I, I, I don't know. Now I'm a, a, afraid of offending your wife, but he, he, Robert Downey Jr. puts me off. I think I, I, I don't like that, that, um, I, the shtick is wearing thin, I guess for me with the Iron Man. And I guess it was wearing thin from the beginning because I, I liked the Iron Man movie a lot, mostly because I think it caught me by surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I was, exp- I, w- I remember seeing the poster and was like, Oh geez, what is what, you know, Cause then it was, did anybody know that this is what Marvel had planned at that point? I don't, I don't know. But, um, yeah, yeah I liked the, the Iron Man one, but man, by the second one I was, yeah, it, it worn, he, he wears thin on me. I think, uh, I think that's your, if I, if I might be reductive, uh, and I'm mostly joking, I think that's just your Southern sensibility. Be like, I don't like this, this, uh, fancy city boy talking off clever, well, saying stuff he doesn't mean. Yep. <laughs> There's two things you don't fuck with. Um, so Iron Man and Hitler. <laughs> I'm Which, kind of, you know what? I'm warming up to slavery. Um, uh, but, for uh, me, Avengers oh, number one. Okay. Age of Ultron is number two. Okay. Thor and Iron Man are tied for three. Okay. That's all right. That's those are the four that I've seen. The rest of them all can sort themselves out. <laughs> Which just check one the Rotten Tomatoes. They, they can go fly they a kite. Go. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? Which one made you want to buy the most Dr. Pepper? Because it's in a lot of them. Is it? <laughs> yes. I didn't even realize it. Oh, man. I think he gets I'm thrown. usually pretty savvy uh, when it comes to like it's, product placement, but that one I did not get. It's in, it's in Ultron, in, briefly, but really prominent. And in Thor, doesn't he get like thrown into a Dr. Pepper machine? Uh, maybe. Like to I the degree where like, 
I thought it was going to be like a Popeye thing where like one spits out and he <laughs> drinks it. And then get, um, His arms get even bigger. But yeah, that, that did drive me a little nuts. And um, Ultron was the, that. And then the, the Audi um, commercial that happened in the middle of that awesome chase scene at the end. Um, I know wow. that's to me, the worst bit of product placement. Well, I mean, aside from the entirety of man of steel, yeah, that's yeah. What I was um, when they have, uh, uh, Superman and Zod have a fight at the the downtown strip of recognizable <laughs> trademarks. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's like a shell and an IHOP, and that's all yeah. that is. This town is just made up of yeah that IHOP. Over- Doesn't he work at an IHOP at some point? <laughs> um, but I, I'm so glad that the IHOP in that movie chose when they were seating people that morning to just seat them along the two walls. <laughs> yeah. So that minutes Zod could barrel through yeah. the entire restaurant and no one was hurt. Well, at least IHOP cares yeah. about collateral damage because <laughs> our hero stop. doesn't. Yeah. Man, and it's oh man. It's not getting any better with David Ayer at the helm of Suicide Squad. I don't <sighs> think. Oh, we even talked about that image of Jared Leto, which I'm completely okay with. By I, the way. I like it right up until the moment he had damaged, damaged. tattooed on that his forehead, worst, which apparently yeah. they're not going to have, but I had the, but I, I didn't. I don't think I actually tweeted this, but I thought like next is Riddler with the word "smart" <laughs> tattooed on his head. Um, yeah, I guess that didn't bother me as much either. Except it did feel like a desperate like this. This ain't your grandma's Joker. Like we're bringing it into the new. You know, it did have that quality it, yeah. to it. But that's been done in like the animated, like Kevin sure. Kevin Richardson, right? Like that for I think was it is that for the Batman where like Joker looks almost. Uh, like some kind of animal, like some kind of beast, like, with, like, like green dreadlocks and stuff like that. Oh. And he looks, he looks like a, like a big punk. Is that the one where he's real beefy too? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Cause I think that's, I thought that's where they were going. Cause Jared Leto keeps tweeting shirtless pictures of his <laughs> muscles. Um, so I yeah. think that's where they're going is big beefy. Uh, yeah. Which Joker. So it's not like this is the first time that that's been done. And part of me is just like, that's neat. I'm, I'm excited to see him not in a suit. Uh, and from the, from what they said, like a couple days later, like oh, he's not going to have any tattoos. Like yeah. they walk that back <laughs> yeah. pretty quick. Well, I, I remember. And I like the tattoos. <laughs> I just imagine like he's not going to have any tattoos. Get to work removing the tattoos. There's yeah. <laughs> people going through frames of everything yeah. they've shot so far. I remember. I think you said on the podcast before when they all the. Um, the garbage uh, all everybody getting mad about ben affleck being cast as batman and say yeah that's fine he's still in a uh, uh what's his nuts movie and that's how i feel about suicide squad is i really don't like david ayer and i just is it ayer or ayers i feel like i'm saying it i don't think there's an s okay yeah i could be wrong yeah i, I, I really don't like that guy and i feel I, I i can't immediately place what did he do fury um oh, yeah uh that uh, Jake Gyllenhaal cop movie. Oh, End of Watch. I heard that was good. Yeah, I didn't like that one very okay. much. It, it, and, and the one I really didn't like. Did you ever see Harsh Times? No. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. But yeah. He uh, has like such a macho. I, I don't know. He's he's. It, it's it's like I don't know. Maybe this is a some sort of avant garde experiment he's doing to see like how macho and ridiculous he can make all of his movies. But I don't know. They they just they rub me the wrong way. And especially that, I didn't like Fury at all. 
You saw Fury, right, David? Yeah, I think I liked it more than you did, okay. Greg. But I hate the I hate the third act so much. Yeah, yeah, so much. Yeah. I think it's visually gorgeous. I, I really like. Yeah, the, it did the look nice. Quality, and there like, was a few parts. Like, you know what I liked in between was when they went from city to city and like they like the weird vignettes of mm-hmm. like destruction. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, but it, yeah, it, and I think I really, I really get mad at movies that have such bad third acts that I'm like, you had a perfectly decent right. thing going yeah. on here, and that scene and you blew it. That extended sequence when they're in that apartment with the two women and like that moment is like that scene is really, really strong. And then like even when the when the other guys come in afterwards, like Mm -hmm. that whole sequence to me is really great. Right. Um, And some really nice, subtle acting and just. But yeah. And then that third act where it's just like, all right, I recognize that we can't. I know that the Alamo wasn't in Europe, but how can we do this (laughs) so that it was right? Um, did you guys read Amy Nicholson's review of that? Uh, I don't probably. I, I, I think it was her, but it was one of my favorite things anybody said about the movie is at the beginning when they pick up the, their former crew members face, like uh-huh. a slice of uh, like the cheese that fell off a slice of pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, that's the thing is like uh, that, the idea that the thing that, that David said, and I'm sure I've probably tweeted at some point is just this idea. It's like, like, hey, Jesse Eisenberg is Lex Luthor. That's a neat bit of... Ca- oh, right. Sorry. I'm sorry. I forgot who directed it yeah, and who right. will completely squander that performance. Because yeah. I remember thinking, hey, Michael Shannon and Zod, that sounds... Re- oh, no, nope, nothing. Yeah. Not interested. Got it. Um, and just... Yeah. And when I saw that trailer that's trying to... Ugh, that trailer exhausts me. There's some neat visuals in there, but I'm sure just... It's like they're trying so hard to convince us that these are real movies. These are very serious. Yeah, so gloomy. And yeah. it, which did you see the shade that Marvel threw at um DC this week where they said Marvel will never go dark or something like that. They I, I think it was Feige that said that Marvel movies will will always have a light edge to them. Which part of me is like, well, don't say that. Don't I would like that. to see the yeah. Doctor Strange movie be a little dark. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um but yeah, it's and th- yeah. See, okay, now they they're screwing it up too because it's just like we would never do that, or do it if that's what the movie requires. Yeah. How about that? Like a Batman movie should be dark, a Superman movie shouldn't be. I think, and so like, I don't know. I think Daredevil hit that balance pretty well. I think um, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, very dark. Yeah, major characters dying. Like that's yeah, and funny at yeah throughout. Oh, I cannot get over how amazing Vincent D'Onofrio is in that show. He's he's the reason I wanted to watch it and it paid off in spades. Man, he's good in that show. Now I only watched the pilot and he wasn't in it or his his voice is, he he doesn't show up for a while. Yeah. They don't reveal him in a name in like any kind of major way until like the third episode. But that kid from mighty ducks. Yeah. Who plays, uh, froggy froggy. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Foggy foggy. He's great. He's very funny in when they're being shown around the offices by the real estate agent and he goes and he's like telling her what he she curtsied. It was adorable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a good show. But um okay, so we should probably Yes, we should definitely wrap up. Okay. Uh, you can find us at battleshippretension.com. That's where you find this podcast and all the other podcasts and the BP fleet as well as all the movie reviews that we write. Uh we're a bit ahead of ahead of the time here, so I don't actually know what reviews are going up this week. Um 
but uh you can uh follow us on twitter on twitter uh i'm david i'm at davy pretension uh tyler is at tyler pretension uh tyler you have another podcast you yep. mentioned it it's called more than one lesson what's going on there this week do you know uh let's see if all goes according to plan then there is a new episode in which uh robert hornack and i talk about the film lock uh with the companion film affliction Okay. So a real upbeat discussion. <laughs> My other podcast is about television. It's called Hey, Watch This. You can find it at BattleshipRetention.com. I do, again, we're too far in the past to know for sure what we're talking about. I would imagine we're talking about the Mad Men series finale because mm. we're not going to get away with not talking about that. Um, and uh, that's us. Craig, where can people find you and your work on the Internet? Um, GentlemanBabyComics.com is where you can get hit issues one and two. Hits. 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 Maybe issue three later this year. Yay. Um, we'll see. Um, and then you can find me on Twitter at Keg Freighter. Rhymes. Yeah, because I can't get any combination of my name that I was happy with. So I just <laughs> went with two rhyming words. All right. Well, thanks for being here. Great. Yeah, thank this you for fun. having me. I had a blast. This Absolutely. is a fun conversation. And thank you at home for listening. We'll get you next time. Bye. Bye. This program is a proud member of the Battleship Pretension Fleet. 